uh, why don't we begin here um, on our small catechism live here at Faith Lutheran Church in Moore Park, California. This is Pastor Jung here again with you on our journey through the catechism. And as we uh, go through this, definitely a, a slow and patient and, and what's the word? And really just kind of dicing it down uh, so that we can get the full picture of, of what this is all about. Uh, in regards to the catechism and what a great uh, study this has been so far and I hope that this has been helpful to you this day um, as you study it Uh, but um, may this word go well with you um, as we continue today. Uh, Today we are continuing to speak of article 2 of the Apostles Creed. Uh, Today we go over the the phrase purchased and won me from all sins from death and the from the power of the devil. And this is from the explanation of the Creed, Article 2. Uh, but before that, why don't we begin with a word of prayer? Dearly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for Jesus, that by your compassion, by your mercy, by your grace, you send your Son to die the death, to be our sin, and to destroy the devil's work, all by your grace. Thank you, O Lord, for your continued gift and lead us by this gospel as we, as we rest in your peace. Bless us in your word this morning as we study it and may your word go well with us as you continue to lead us um, in, in your grace, in your faith. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, as we continue today um, in Apostles' Creed Article 2, if you have uh, t- the 2017 edition, remember, it's on page, uh, we're on, continuing on page 179, 179 of your catechism. And today, uh, as we go back a couple uh, pages, 176, uh, we are on that second paragraph explanation of the Apostles' Creed uh, where it says, when we say the words, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who is conceived by the B- Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. What does that mean? That he was crucified, died, and buried? Well, the reason for that was to be the purchase price, right? The purchase price for Sins, death, and from the power of the devil is nothing but the body and blood of Jesus. Our Lord purchases and he wins us, he redeems us, he buys us back, well, by his very work in his death and also resurrection, right? This is what he won us. This is how he won us, and we're going to talk about today why he won us. And this is the result. Set free, death no longer has a sting, and the devil and his work is destroyed. So why don't we get into it today? Again, when you say these words, I believe in Jesus Christ, this is what should be going on in your heart and mind as you say these very words. Again, when we study this, there as you say the Apostles' Creed day in and day out, and as you feed and just massage this uh, text as we go through it, uh, you very well know, Uh, What a blessing this is to be purchased and won for, because that's how the gospel works. We don't buy by our works. We don't win ourselves by our piety, but only through Christ, only Christ, there we have the results through his cross and empty tomb. 
So remember that this day. Okay, so purchase the one me from all sins, from death, and from the power of the devil. The question is why? You know, and I, and I love this question why, because what? You know, uh, when everyone, when anyone says, well, why would God let that happen? And if he is so good, why would he let that happen? And when I hear why, when I hear that question why in that kind of situation, what darts in my mind quickly is, is this why? Why would he want to even purchase and, and win me from my sins and death and the power? Why would he do that? After all, I'm a sinner. I don't deserve anything but eternal condemnation, right? Uh, I don't deserve his mercy. I don't deserve his compassion and peace. In my sin, I deserve, uh, to, yeah, to be eternal, eternally separate from God. That's what I deserve because of, we talked about it last week, because of, we are lost and condemned sinners. But why would, if God is so good, why would he, you know, that question of, if God is so good, why would he do this? Well, the question is, he does answer that Why? And that is Jesus, right? Again, we see right here in Genesis 3.15. Right? This, is, this is right after the fall. After the fall, he gives us the, the proto-evangelion, right? And, and this, when we talk about uh, uh, the first gospel here in Genesis 3.15 from an offspring of a woman, right? Um, here we see clearly... Uh, I will put enmity between you, Genesis 3.15, if you have a Bible out or catechism out. Uh, this is on page 180. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring, and he shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is Jesus. He will crush the head of Satan. Yes, uh, crush the head of Satan. Yes, Jesus will be bruised. That is of the cross. That is of his crucifixion. But death will not overcome him, right? Jesus overcomes death. But here on the cross, from the offspring of a woman, there his, his uh, call is to crush the head of Satan. The question is why? Why would he do that? Why would he, why would he after the fall, after what Jesus said, the Lord said, uh, do not eat from the knowledge of the tree of good and evil, lest you will die. The devil says, surely you will not die, but you will be like God. And there they realize after the fall, oops, we've sinned. Now, at this moment, you would think for Adam and Eve, it's over. But yet, in Genesis 3.15, he gives all of humanity the promise of the Christ. But why? Why? I, I think this always gets back to Lazarus, right? Remember Mary and Martha, they were weeping. Jesus wept. He had great, great compassion on them in the book of St. John, the Gospel of St. John. And, uh, uh, and we know that word compassion, right? In the Greek, uh, I think it's uh, splankna. And um, uh, that word splankna is is not just any compassion, but a, a deep, boweled compassion, a, a deep cut to the heart in the most innards uh, of someone's uh, being is that compassion. So when we talk about Jesus and Lazarus, Lazarus come out, and of course he does, uh, all bandaged, uh, still freshly smell, smelling of death and all these things, he rose up, come out, 
and unbind him, let him go, as we see in the book of John. But here we see uh, the why in a sense of, why would he do that? Because our Lord is full of compassion, right? Our Lord is full of mercy. And this is all grace and mercy right here. I can't purchase myself, right? I, no matter how much money I have, no matter how many gold bars I have stored in my basement, which I don't, by the way, because number one, in California, we don't have basements. And number two, the only gold bar I've ever seen is at the Denver Mint. Man, it was shiny. Anyways, my <laughs> point is, <laughs> Denver Mint is very cool, by the way. And if you ever go there, trust me, you see the gold bar, a lot of security officers are just kind of hovering over there just to make sure that it's not gone, right? But you look at it in this case, and man, it is just huge, right? Uh, but the point is, is that when we talk about purchase and one for, this is all rooted back to the actor, the, the worker, and that is our Lord Jesus Christ, who was sent to be the one to fulfill the promise of Proto-Evangelion by his work upon the cross. And we see in Ephesians 2, 8, 9, and we, we definitely, um, when we talk about... Uh, you know, this verse, for by grace, you have been saved through faith. Grace. Grace is what? Undeserved. Unmerited. Free. Man, this pen is done. Sorry, we're, we're changing that. Free gift, right? That by grace... So by this free gift, undeserved, right? It's not what you, you're not piling up all these credits to God and say, look what I've done. Now I've got enough, so I'm going to be bought back myself. No, we are dead in our trespasses. We are lost and condemned. And thereby his grace, undeserved, unmerited, free gift, he saves us, right? For by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing, because grace is not of your own doing, but rather grace is a gift from God. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Why would God do this? Because he loves you, right? Because he loves you. So if God is so good, why did he let this happen? And I, it, again, it always, when I hear that phrase, um, I always, in my mind, go back to the why in a further, deeper conversation of, uh, of why would he die for me? Why would he come into this world and purchase and win me? Is it because he, he, he says, okay, now you guys are ready. Now I'll come down for you because you have done enough. And okay, since you've done enough, now I'll come for you. No, he knows that we are dead in our sin, just like Lazarus. And there with great compassion as we look at Lazarus and Mary and Martha who say, Lord, if you've come here earlier, he wouldn't have been died. He wouldn't have died, right? And here we see his great compassion in that Lazarus story as he, he uses his word as his Lazarus come out. And likewise, here we see the word, why? And what a, what a, what a good Lord we have, right? Uh, that by his uh, good promise, uh, he actually fulfills it and gets it done. He sends his son. That's the why. That's the goodness of God. As he answers the most important why in your life is why would he, well, why would he send his son to rescue us? I can't rescue myself. 
You can't rescue yourself. It's only Christ. But why? If we are dead in our sin, that, that why needs to be answered by the one outside of ourselves. And our Lord does it. He answers it by taking upon the flesh, the incarnation, the enfleshment into the world, the promise fulfilled at the cross and his empty tomb. Right? That's where the purchase and winning is done. At Calvary, where it seemed like he was defeated, where he seemed to be bankrupt. It wasn't it. I mean, he was whipped and spat upon, and it looked like in his humiliation that he had nothing. Yet for you, this was everything. And how? Well, how did Jesus rescue me from sin? Page 179 of your catechism. Uh, By his death on the cross, he paid the entire penalty of my sin and guilt. There is a penalty. And that punishment that was accrued was on Christ. 2 Corinthians 5, 21, if you could read it right there. For our sake, for our sake, on behalf of us who pair, he made him. Jesus, to be sin who knew no sin. Again, Jesus is sinless. So that in Christ, in him, we might become the righteousness of God. Jesus took upon our sin. He, we, our, sin our, our, our sin is charged to him as he, as he takes upon our sin. But then what he gives to us, he charges to us, is his righteousness. He won me from all my sins. And the result is righteousness. That I am right with God. I'm reconciled to God. How do I know? The blood of Christ. He paid the purchase price. And that was his own life for you. That's how you know you are rescued from your sin. Penalty, that punishment, Jesus took upon himself to win you. That's the greatest love you'll ever know in your life. The greatest love that is free, that is full of grace and his mercy for you. I know I get really pastoral every time I teach. It's just kind of like my style, you know? Anyways, but uh, I enjoy teaching, by the way. Never stop teaching, right? Anyways, um... All right, so what's next? Purchasing one for me from all, from all sins and from death. I mean, COVID has really thrown us a curveball in terms of our view of mortality. And, well, I think from a physical uh, view of death, many people fear death. Uh, many people think that this life is just it. There's nothing else. Uh, many people think that... Uh, uh, you know, that, um, well, what are we going to do, right? And all this, and it's like this kind of uh, picture of being bound uh, by death, right? And when we see Jesus and what he has done by his work upon his death and resurrection as he purchased and won me from death, what? what has Jesus done? How is this done? Well, as he came into the world, he went to the cross to die the death for us. Right? 
As it says on page 181 of your catechism, how did Jesus rescue me from death? He put death to death by his own death and resurrection. I love that alliteration. He put death to death by his own death and resurrection. He put death to death, right? And what that means is uh, death no longer has its sting. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 to 57. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass a saying that is written. What a great picture of that. Perishable to imperishable, right? Immortal, uh, from mortal to immortality. Death is swallowed up by victory. Death is swallowed up by victory. The victory of Christ. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, that's one thing I have in life that I have great fear of is um, bee stings. I hate bees. I'm so scared of them, I know. Snakes and bees, those are kind of like my, my fears of life. But when I think of bees, I'm always thinking of the stinger, right? That sting is, is real, it's vicious, it hurts, and... Uh, just great apprehension. You just run away from that bee. I just turn into a different person when I see a bee. And I don't, I have no shame. <laughs> you know, like when I see bees, I'm out later, right? And here we see uh, uh, this sting. But this is a greater sting, the sting of death, the fear of death. And when Jesus dies the big death, what happens? Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Death has been swallowed up. It has been destroyed by the one who died the death for you, right? Jesus' death upon the cross, the big death as we call it. So out of his compassion, he forgives you of all your sins. He washes away your sin. Out of his compassion, mercy, and grace, he comes to this world to die the death so that death no longer has his sting. And when death no longer has his sting, what it means is that you have, or Jesus is the one who delivers and parts to you, eternal life. The sting is gone. The venomous sting of death. Uh, 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 the venomous sting of that bee, right? Uh, of that death uh, no longer can claim you. Because who claims you is the one who died and rose for you, the gospel. By his resurrection, you too are raised. We talk about baptism a lot, right? Romans 6. By his death and resurrection, we are connected to that death and resurrection in our baptism to the newness of life. That means in our baptism, in the gospel, there the sting of death has been swallowed up, has been conquered all by the purchase price, all by being one for us through the big death, the death of Christ, who stood in our death, who stood in the place of us to die that big death and to conquer it through his resurrection. You know, all this is Jesus. There's not, none of you there. I believe in Jesus. This is what he does. Apostles' Creed, as you say, I believe in Jesus. This is what should be going on in your heart and mind. And there we slow it down and thank the Lord for all that he has done and continues to do in our life in terms of this gospel. And and what a great, peaceable conscience we have, knowing full well that we have even victory over death. That's why at my funeral, at your funeral, what will be proclaimed is Jesus Christ alone. Because that's who died the big death for us. All right.
Lastly, the devil. What is it about this devil? Page 180. How did Jesus rescue me from the devil? He defeated Satan by obeying his father's will throughout his earthly life, even going all the way to the cross, all in our place. The reason the Son of God, 1 John 3, 8, appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. And here we see clearly that when Jesus appeared, he went to the cross, Genesis 3.15 fulfilled, from the offspring of a woman, well, he crushed the head of Satan. You know, Satan seems like that rabid dog or that, that devouring lion that continues to, 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 to assail you and attack you in every which way. And a lot of times uh, we think that we need to do that or fight that or defend ourselves uh, uh, by our very by our very, um, uh, our own will, our own action. Uh, but here we see, when we say purchase and one more four from sin, from death, and from the power of the devil, this is the Lord's work. By his very cross, he destroyed the devil's work. Does that mean that the Lord, that the devil, sorry, the devil will not tempt you? No, he's, he's going to continue to do that. But where do you flee? To the very word of Christ who, on that very cross, crushed the head of Satan, and, and, and he has no power over you, right? Um, that by his very work of the cross, there he destroyed the devil's work. And therefore, um, as you say, I believe in Jesus, the forces of darkness are cast out. The devil's work, Jesus appeared to destroy that devil's work. And there you have always your refuge, your peace, in the midst of the spiritual battle that is at hand. It's always Jesus. Again, as we look at this whole study today, I know uh, we have a lot of different colors on this board, purple, green, red, and black. But the point is, is that when we say the words of the Apostles' Creed, I believe in Jesus, what, what should be going on in your heart and mind as we just studied this, is this is what Jesus has done for me. And there's no other way to be with God except by what Jesus has done for me. It's not my work, not my level, not even 1% of myself, but rather all of Jesus and what he has outpoured to me by his, why? Grace, mercy, compassion, by his love for me. And because of that, the result is the how. My sins are forgiven. My death has been won. The devil has been crushed all by what he has done. Again, this is all credited to God. Your faith is not by your works, but it is a free gift, full of grace. Ephesians 2, 8, 9, undeserved, unmerited, but our Lord loves you so much that he came to this world to die for you. I believe in Jesus. That's what it means. There's no other condition, no other plus one or plus two, no other part of you that says, I need to do this to be saved. No, it's Jesus alone. Right? All by his grace through faith. And you have been one. All right. Why don't we stop there? Let us pray. Dear Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you uh, for the purchase price. We thank you for, uh, by your grace and mercy and peace, that you would come to this world to die for our sins, uh, to be our death, and Oh, Lord, to crush the devil's head. Lord, bless and keep us as we live in this world, in this, uh, 
in this life as the devil continues to tarry us in every which way, protect and guide. And Lord, grant us your peace through your death and resurrection. We thank you, O Lord, Heavenly Father, always for your all-encompassing grace, through your redemption, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in whom we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, friends, I thank you for joining me today. If you missed some of this or whenever you're hearing it, may this be a blessing to you. Trust me, you are purchased, you are one for, and you are forgiven of all your sins. Have a wonderful day. Pastor Jung here at Faith Lutheran Church of Moorpark, California. If you've missed anything, go to our YouTube page. We have around like many videos to watch. So join us wherever, however, whichever which way you can. But until then, have a wonderful day. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. Again, as I said that again. (laughs) Adios. And goodbye. Thanks for listening to these Small Catechism Live devotions. We hope this helps you as you continue to grow and study the Bible. For more information about Faith Lutheran Church, visit us online at faithmorepark.com.